Welcome to the latest episode of Owl 360 Podcast. We are on the road at Seymour Middle School, specifically Mr. Prey Social Studies 8th grade's room. So with us in the room are... Mr. Prey. Hannah Money. Alexis Lowe. Zoe Luderman. Lydia Monroe. And Lisa Ferguson. And today we are taking a look at the Martin Luther King Essay Contest and how to make a difference in our world. So... Back in February for uh, Black History Month, we had an essay contest. It was the Martin Luther King Jr. Essay Contest, and it was sponsored by the Indiana Association of School Principals and the Ball State University. And I made each student, even though they didn't want to, I made each student write this essay. And the topic of the essay was they had to analyze this quote. If I cannot do great things, I can do small things in a great way. And so each student had to write about how they felt about this quote, uh, what the quote meant to them, and more importantly, how they can use these words to honor Dr. King and the life that he lived. And I, I selected, with the help of Mr. Colbreth, our language arts teacher, I selected the um, four essays that kind of stood out to me as creative, original, and thoughtful. What kinds of topics did you uh, write about? Well, we had how many? We had like four paragraphs, and like you had like an introduction, and then like how you felt about it, and things like that. But like the main thing he wanted us to focus on was like what we could do to like inspire other people by using his words and stuff. And like what I wrote was that I could write a song about it because I've always been like really into music and stuff. And there's other artists out there that try to do the same and like tell people oh there's all these bad things happening and a lot of people don't really know about it and so what they do is they'll put it into music and then it'll be on like the top charts and stuff and people will hear it and they'll be like oh we need to we need to do something and like that's how they know so that's what I wrote about. Well you know at the time Martin Luther King was really active is that there was a lot of what they called folk protest songs going on too. So that was a big part of the civil rights movement too. Bob Dylan, you guys ever heard of Bob Dylan? Peter, Paul, and Mary. Look them up if you haven't heard of them. But they had, they had a lot to do with tying in exactly the social protest. So that's excellent. Very good, Hannah. Very good. Okay, so what did you write about? I mainly focused on like what it meant to me. And I kind of just wanted to express with like the community about what he was trying to say and not just classrooms, like around the world. Do you think it was important that Dr. King's legacy is to be involved and to be active and if you see an injustice to try to do something about it? I feel like that's exactly what he was trying to express with his quotes. And what did you write about? I wrote about how you can like volunteer at different places and even though it's like a small thing, it still makes a huge difference in our community. I think you're exactly right. I think if the little things add up to big things and if we can make a small change, it can be a big, make a big difference in the end. And what did you write about? Um, I wrote a pretty specific thing. Um, I wrote about how I could start small at like CVS because I, I was there a couple days ago, or a couple months now, but um, I went there to get some contact solution, and I looked around at their little, like the greenery part, and it was just covered in trash, and I don't know, it just made me sad, like it made my heart sad. I wrote about how I would like to start there and then maybe branch out to bigger places, like the greenery around the highway, because I know a lot of people just litter. 
left and right. So. I think your point is to be active. You know, find something you can do. Because a lot of times we throw up our hands and say, well, I can't do anything about that. But you can, small incremental differences. Mr. Prey, did you find that a lot of the essays kind of captured that same idea, or were they all over the board? So the first thing I told them is I want you to aim high. I want you to have really high goals. But I, at this point in your life, I want it to be something that you can actually do like this year. Make it practical. So whether that be writing a song, whether that be picking up trash, whether that be volunteering. And so I wanted them to be very specific about what their goal was. Um, and then, of course, during the writing process, um, it was, oh, well, I, I want to do this and I want to help people. It's like, okay, well, tell me specifically how you can help people. What is it in your school or in your community that you can do? And a couple, a couple weeks afterwards, uh, we had our Say Something week, and we talked about what that means to not only see more community schools, but also the country at large, and what we can do to say something and to speak up. Because um, I think being active is what Dr. King wanted, and all these girls kind of captured that idea. And we talked about what you can do at your school to make a big difference. Mrs. Ferguson, I know you've had to been a catalyst for a lot of change in our school corporation. Do you find yourself doing the same thing, starting small to make a positive difference and then hoping it grows some? Yes, I uh, try to think about what is the next thing that I can do to move us forward or to make a difference. And sometimes it's very small. And I would like to uh, mention that Lydia, when she was talking about uh, seeing the trash alongside the road, I was uh, looking at some social media the other day and I noticed, you remember that ice bucket challenge mm -hmm. that they had? I saw that they've started a new movement, which is an example of moving small or doing something small. A guy noticed, just like you did at CVS, that this area was not clean. He picked it up, he took a selfie and challenged someone else. Mm -hmm. And it started to grow and I thought that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. So just what you're talking about awesome. is how I think things get started and build. So what we sound here is everybody here has contributed in their own way, and that makes a difference. Your own, you may feel like, oh, it's small, it won't make any difference, through song, through small deeds, whatever it takes, through picking up trash. I think, to me, that's a legacy, I, I hope, not only civil rights, that's very important too, but making a difference in a positive way. I, I hope, and I think Dr. King would want that to be the same thing. Uh, how much of the class participated, Mr. Prey? Did all, in all your classes? Yes, so um, I was the mean teacher, and I made everybody do this writing assignment. And we really kind of broke it down into parts, um, and a, a big part of that was peer editing and helping each other, contributing to um, someone's essay, whether that be breaking down the introduction paragraph or even... Um, one, one of the things we I like to do is using audio, which is ironic because I'm speaking into a microphone now, but is to like record your writing and then to play it back uh, because when you have someone actually reading it and you hear it, you are able to pick up on um, some of your mistakes. So we spent a lot of time working on the um, peer editing part, um, working on our grammar, um, citing sources, and... For me, yes, we spent a little bit longer of a time than most teachers probably would have been comfortable with, but this is the type of learning that 
is very impactful. Um, when you make something, when you put in all this time and effort, and then when you get to talk about it like we are now, um, it really sticks with you and really you really remember it. Uh, would it be okay, you guys, if we take just a moment, if you could find a key phrase or a key part of your essay to uh, read, if that would be all right? My name's Hannah, and one thing that I wrote is that how I thought that I could never do very good things in my life. Like, I thought, oh, you're just this, like, 13-year-old. You can't do anything. Just go, go, go back home and get on your phone or something. But then, like, there's all these other people who are young as well who are actually going and, like, saying stuff and doing things that are making big differences in the world, even though they're, like, small. Like... I know some artists who are actually close to my age who have written about like mental illnesses or like tragic losses and things like that that have happened every place and they're as young as me and so when I see that I'm like oh I can do that same thing so then I realize I can't I can actually do things instead of just being the small little 13 year old not just sitting there in my room all the time. Excellent thank you. Um, Hi, I'm Lydia. So same with what Hannah said, like, what can a 13-year-old do, right? Um, I'm just one person in a huge world. Like, what can I do that could ever make a real difference in the world? Well, to be honest, there's a lot of things that someone my age can do, someone any age can do. Um, So I was, you know, I was really sad to see everything that was going on in the world. Like, there's so... There's so much pollution, and not only is there, like, trash all over the world, but people, they're so negative, and I feel like that's also a huge thing. Like, they feel like they've lost hope, and they just keep doing it. What they don't realize is there's so much potential in our world. Like, if we just, like, had that hope and we had that motivation, we could have a beautiful world. Like, no doubt about it. (laughs) As Dr. King said, you know, the I have a dream speech, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but he said, I've been to the top of the mountain, and I've seen the other side. And what that's about is that we can, if we all work together globally, you know, think of what we could do. Think of what we could achieve. Um, To me, that's the ultimate. But I think, again, it starts with the small stuff. Mr. Prey? Yeah, so I try to say this almost every day, and I probably don't say it enough, but um, the students that we have now, um, this generation, you're seeing them be a lot more vocal and a lot more active. And you can contribute that to social media. You can contribute that to just having more information and more access to speak out. But you see what the students in Parkland, Florida did over a year ago when they marched to Washington, and they said, doesn't matter that we're young doesn't matter that we can't vote our voices matter and our voices will be heard and for our Hannah and Lydia and Alexis and Zoe to basically summarize that that you know yes they're only 13 years old and yes they're young but they can make a difference is really impactful and I hope that other students kind of use the horrific accident or sorry the horrific incident um, in Parkland to really motivate each other to speak out and make a difference no matter how old they are. Live on the road from Seymour Middle School this has been an Owl 360 podcast Mr. Praise Room. On the road again with the Owl 360 podcast we're at Emerson Elementary with the second grade and the second grade is getting ready to take a trip over to the baseball field and I believe it's for a reading program that they do kind of a system that uh, enables the children to put real life practices into what they're reading.
Okay, so tell us what we're doing now today. Every Friday we try to go and celebrate our weekly story, and this week we're going to walk to the high school to visit with the baseball team to celebrate our story just like Josh Gibson. Ah, and this is a story the whole class reads? Yes. I like that. I like it. Mrs. Chase is wearing her Seymour baseball shirt. I think her husband's Seymour baseball shirt. Did he play? 1988 state champs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, very cool. So what else do you guys do? How long have you been doing this kind of stuff? A couple years. I would say probably six or seven years. Our reading series. We started with new reading series, so six years. And you all, the whole grade level, or just you two kind of come combined? Our grade, yeah. Okay. Grade, second grade only, pretty much. How many teachers are in second grade? Two. Oh, just you. Okay, <laughs> okay. The whole department is here. Hey, what's your name? Lauren. Lauren, why are you guys going to the ballpark? What's going on? Because our story is uh, uh, like Josh Gibson. Oh, what's the, what's the book about? Josh Gibson and this girl who uh, didn't get to play baseball, but one day she got to. Did you like, what's your name? Keely. Keely, did you like the story? Yes. Good read? It was a good read? Yes. What's your name? Reese. Reese, did you like the story? Yeah. What's your favorite part in it? Um, at the beginning when um, Josh Gibson hit the ball um, in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. What's your name? Jared Fernandez Catano. Did you like the story? Yes. Okay, what's your name? Brooklyn. What's your last name, Brooklyn? Richie. You look all baseball out. Do you know anybody? Do you play baseball yourself? No, my dad. My dad's the head coach of baseball. I knew that. Helping out with the program today are Ezra Barr, Chase Miles, Devin Hill, R.J. Cleaver, and of course Coach Richie. Good to see you. All right, Mrs. Chase is now at the plate. She's preparing herself to swing. She's got a good stance. Coach Ritchie is preparing to pitch. First swing. She didn't like that pitch. She let another one go by. She swings. She makes contact. And she makes contact again. Another contact. She's hitting the ball very well. All right, Mrs. Keel's coming up to the plate now. She's got a good stance. First... Oh, she's strike one. Oh, she makes contact. Base hit. Oh, and another one. It's a pop-up. She swings again. And another contact. All right. Very good. Let's hear it for your teachers, everybody. <laughs> Coach Richie and the teachers have the students in different stations, and they're all doing different things, hitting and practicing hitting. I just about got hit with the ball. Have you hit the ball yet? I have hit the ball. Did you, was it fun? Yes, it was. What do you guys do here? You hit the ball and then just run, or what do you do? Run um, around the bases. Oh, very cool. You hit the ball and then we run around the bases because I saw the other team do it. And oh, neat. All the way to the home base. Yep. yep. That can wear you out, though, if you're not ready. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I, I play, play softball, softball, so that's how I know how to um, hit and bat. Tell everybody your name again. Madison Ray and Finley. What a lot of fun. I would say this program has definitely been a hit. We've been with Emerson Elementary teachers and over at the high school baseball field in regards to a story they've read, putting real-life practices to what they've been reading. Welcome to the Al360 Podcast. This time we're on the road, and we're at the Bullet High School Stadium. I guess that's the way you would say it. And with me are... Mike Albrian, Mary-Kate Helmsing, Stacy Parisi, Bailey Chilman. 
And what we're doing today, it's the Champions Together uh, athletic event. So, Micah, could you tell us what exactly this is, even though we know, but what exactly is this? Sure. This is our fourth year of participating in what we call the Champions Together special event um, with Special Olympics. Um, it is our annual uh, tradition. We were one of the five original districts that um, applied to kind of pilot the program, and we were selected, so we're really proud of that. We're in year four. Um, this is really a culmination of a year-long um, effort to practice. So our students um, with disabilities are partnered with um, peer partners and they practice and work together on a variety of athletic um, track and field stations, fine motor, gross motor, lots of activities um, to promote friendship and inclusion and then they're ready to showcase their talents today. Great. I know a lot of organization goes into it. Mary Kate, about how many students are involved? couple hundred students are involved in our event. And what events are there? So we have field events and then we also have track events. So we have relays, we have, what do we have, a 400 meter dash or a 100 meter dash. We have a softball throw, a long jump. Yeah, just a lot of events you would typically see in a track meet. Well, I know, is this kind of like the derby you all, where we, where you, as soon as the event's over, you start planning for next year? That's exactly right. Yes, this afternoon, as soon as we're done, we start thinking about what went well today, what adjustments can we do to make it better, and we found each year I feel like we get better and smoother, and our students are really learning the skills with a goal of helping our students maybe participate in unified track at the high school level. So it's a lot of skill building, and we'll have three-year-olds here that you can see today all the way up through eighth grade. Oh, wow, so there are preschool kids that are involved. Now, Stacy, what exactly are, is your role here? Um, I'm a volunteer today, so I'm helping out with the staging of all of the students and their peer helpers at the starting line. So I'll be helping out with that. I know there's a lot of people involved, and what exactly will you be doing? I will also be volunteering and just helping around. So we have, it'll go on for about how long, you guys? Mary-Kate? So we will have events this morning. We will break for lunch. Students will stay here for lunch, and then we have... Um, stations in the afternoon and we'll have an award ceremony so students will head back to school back to their home schools around two o'clock okay so it's really a full day yes. fortunately the weather is cooperating so far it's a little chilly out and overcast but i think all the students are excited i know at the middle school we've had a lot of kids involved um, as far as the peer partners concerned and they're really excited about it how are those students selected micah those selections are really made uh, based upon teacher recommendation and student interest, and we're lucky in that we usually have way more volunteers than we can take, um, which is exciting to see. And um, certainly today, throughout the day, you'll get to see that interaction, and it's really a beautiful thing. So we're really excited that the excitement seems to grow and the word spreads, and so each year more students know about it and want to participate. How's our parents? Do we have a lot of parents and spectators usually? Yeah, we usually have a really good turnout for this event. Parents are so excited for this year. I, if they're like me, this is my favorite school day of the year. And so they, we will have, we expect a good amount of support here. And, and what's really exciting is that, you know, our high school has built that unified track team. And then also our county has reinstated their Special Olympics. So all of these events just very much align with our county's vision of how continuing that tradition of a Special Olympics um, event here in our community. Well now will these students if they say place first or second or third in an event will they go on to like a statewide competition or is this just right here? 
So for the Champions Together, the younger folks, kiddos, um, this is really just a local event today. Um, but you will see today we have ribbons galore and medals, silver, bronze, and gold medals that students can earn. And then um, again, it's a local competition. About how many volunteers would you guys say are involved? I would say well over 50 volunteers. Um, volunteers come from staff, so we have several um, district um, administrators, um, secretaries, uh, food services here today. We thank everybody in their department for coming to help. The, almost the entire administration building helps today. And um, also we have high school helpers, so we have a good 20 or 30 high school student athletes that come help, um, as well as our special education office. And I know the physical education department throughout the administration is involved quite a bit, correct? Yes, we absolutely couldn't do this without our PE staff. Um, that would be Sharon Wood, Bob Wood, um, Amber Williams, Mrs. DeHaven, Mr. Hinkle, uh, everybody. They're really the core team that spend a lot of time and energy working, as well as all of our special education teachers who coordinate with students to attend. Well, thank you. I know you guys have a lot to do, so I will get out of here and let you guys get to work. Thank you all for volunteering. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. We're out on the track right now with some of our PE instructors, and we have Miss Sharon Wood and Miss Noelle DeHaven. Now, uh, Noelle, Sharon, what all is involved as far as getting the students ready? Getting the students ready is finding the appropriate athletes to join the Special Olympics team. Then we match them up with a peer coach, and we have several practices during the school day to give them the chance to bond together, to practice their skills, and be ready for today. And Noel, I know at the middle school, because I'm there, I see a lot of activity. Do we have a lot of kids participating from the middle school? We do, and um, the peer partners are really helping out a lot, and so it's going to be really a lot of fun. I know it's a lot of organization. You guys put in a lot of time on this, so certainly thank you. Um, Sharon, like what all is involved in getting, getting the students ready? Do you practice the races, or what all do you do? Um, we practice the races. We, we get ready for the running events. We practice how to go over the modified hurdles. We do all of the field events like the basketball and the softball throw, trying to create events that would eventually resemble a high school track meet. Our hope is that they will be interested in joining our Jackson County Special Olympics team. So our main focus is to expose them to athletics, expose them to working with a peer, expose them to working with a coach, and hoping that it creates that flames, that ignition, you know what I mean, to get going and ready to participate in Special Olympics. And lifelong activity, physical activity for all of us. Now, Amber Williams, is that right? Amber, now what's your role? Well, I am at Reading in Cortland, and I just started this school year, so this is all new to me, too. Um, but it's been really fun, exciting, and Sharon and Noel have been a super big help getting stuff ready. But it's been fun to see the athletes getting excited and the peer partners working along with them. So. How many students from Reading are, are involved? Um, I think we probably have around 15 to 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, great. And there's, more, there's larger numbers at the other schools. So, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys. Thank you all for your participation. Appreciate it. With me now is Miss Adrian Hernandez. And, Adrian, now, I, as stated earlier, Micah said the whole administration, basically, of Seymour, Middle, uh, Seymour Schools are involved. Now, what's your role today? I get to help herd them once they're done running to where they need to be next. So I'll stand at the finish line and kind of help them walk off. And I know a lot of a lot of the, I mean, like Mr. Harp and Mrs. Ferguson are all involved, and I think everybody does. So what? How much time would you say you've put into this? I don't do much until the day of the event. I just communicate with Mrs. Wood, saying we're going to be here, and then show up and <laughs> and follow her directions. It's one of our favorite. Uh, events of the year because we get to get, get to be out and and with the kiddos. You know that's so important and I think it's just such a great message so thank you Adrian appreciate it.
With us right now out on the track is Miss Francie Smith. Now, Francie, you are with what organization? I'm with Special Olympics. I'm the South Regional Manager. So how big a district do you have to cover? Oh, it's quite a large district. It's kind of basically from 70 down. Oh, goodness. I know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of areas. Now, what will you be doing today? Just kind of observing and helping run? Um, observing, helping to run, and cheering everybody on, and, and uh, especially our athletes and this amazing school corporation that has brought this event here to Seymour. It, it really makes me proud to be a part of it because I've never been involved in anything like this before. It's fantastic. Now, do you find this is going on at other schools? Is it starting to spread as Seymour's taking the lead? Um, yes, Seymour is one of our very first schools that took this on, and it is spreading across Indiana. There are schools all over the state that are, are bringing this to their elementary through eighth grade. Now is this going to be nationwide too we hope? Oh always always and and you know that is something Special Olympics is not only nationwide but international and and bringing it to our schools is, is in the forefront right now because we have to start with our younger students exactly and yep. it's it's changing the way um, we work together. Yes I love it okay thank you Francie. Thank you. I'm with the PE director of Seymour Middle School, Mr. DJ Hinkle. DJ, how many students would you say we have from the middle school? Total, we're going to have about 35 to 40 students when all said and done between our athletes and our peer helpers. And uh, the whole of different events, or do we have just, are we concentrating just a few events they'll be doing? Uh, we got a lot of different events. Uh, we have uh, short sprints, 25 meter runs, um, 100 meter runs, we have relays, we have shuttle runs, we have hurdles, we have a lot of different uh, running events, and then we're going to have field events, and the field events are basketball throw, softball throw, standing uh, long jump, and then a running long jump for some of our athletes. So, Well, I know you've been working on it a long time with our peer partners, too, and I think our peer partners in the middle school really exemplify what we try to do. They've got a good good bunch, right? We've got a great group of kids. They're, they're kind of picked by uh, teachers in the building, and especially our Room 111 and 107 uh, teachers and, and administrator, or, uh, teaching assistants who help. So we've got a lot of people who do a lot of uh, good things to get us uh, some great peer helpers. Well, Mr. Hankel, just want to say thank you for all your help in doing this. I think it's a wonderful thing. Yes, thank you very much. We really enjoy it. Tell us your full name. Trayton Hess. And Trayton, I saw you win a second place earlier today. Did you run in anything else today? Well, I do doing like running, long jumping, you know. Has it been fun? Well, I did my best, but I just hope I'll wait when they say my name before I will yeah, go metal or not, but I did pretty great out there. Like, I was just having fun. You know, that's what it's really all about. It's not really whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game and if you're having fun, don't you think? Yeah. All right, thank you, Trayton. That's Trayton Hiss. And he also got a first place in 50-meter dash. Congratulations, Trayton. He's pretty fast. Yes, he is. <laughs> hey, Brayton. How are you doing today, Brayton? I'm doing good. Did you guys get lunch? Lunch was the least favorite part of the day, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why is that? Just seeing everybody out here makes it special, and, and lunch is selfish to us. But when we're all out here as a group, together, um, I can't think of the world. We're uh, representing SMS. It's very, very, very important. And these guys did an awesome job. And not just the middle school, but I think all the, the schools. Don't you think that's a make a dig? Isn't it quite a sight to see all the kids out here? Well, it's just, I, I'm just amazed about how cool these kids are. Like, 
room 111, you know, if you go in there, it changes. But I've I've went to Emerson before. You know, I know Brown, Redding, and Jackson, you know, and all these schools here. They are very, very good with these kids. And we, as peer partners, to help for for very, very, very much, we... I mean, I enjoyed it when my name got called to go down and to help. Uh, you know, I, and then I, I told my mom and dad they had to sign something. I said, I don't care if you think it's not good or not. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. Well, Brayton, I think you, you deserve a, a round of applause. Thank you for all your efforts. You know, it ain't my effort. It's Jesse's effort in the whole Seymour Middle School, room 111. That's how we do it in Seymour, Indiana. Fantastic. Thank you, Brayton. Well, I appreciate you and Brayton and all the peer partners coming out and helping. I think it's an amazing thing. Okay, as we wind up our festivities here at Bullet Stadium for the Champions Together, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. And any final thoughts, Mrs. Parisi? Um, it was a great day. We had really good weather. Our students had a great time with their peer helpers. I think everybody just had a lot of fun. Uh, Mrs. Albrand? Yes, I would echo that we've had a fantastic day. Lots of great interactions between our peers and our athletes. Lots of smiles, uh, lots of competition, and super excited up here for our closing ceremony. So, for the Al360 podcast, we'd like to close by thanking everybody for joining in and... Make a difference. Get inspired. Change lives. Make something happen. Sort of excellence, everyone, every day. See you later. We're here today with Kate Dubois, and we are going to talk a little bit about dyslexia. You may have heard that there is a new law uh, out there that is uh, expecting or having requirements of schools. So let's just start out. I'm going to ask Kate. Uh, Kate, you have a new position this year. You are uh, our dyslexia coordinator. So if you would tell us a little bit about uh, what that job is and the law and what you're working on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and excited to be working uh, in this new role also. Uh, so Senate Enrolled Act 217 um, did go into effect, and we have um, a great opportunity to help students to be able to uh, increase their acquisition to reading through this uh, legislation. And one of the facets, one of the first facets that we are looking at is to identify the screeners that Seymour schools will be using for our universal screener, our level one screener, and then for the level two screeners. Um, so to go back just to the universal screener, the law does read that all students in grades K through 2 must be assessed using the universal screener. And that can seem a little daunting um, when we think about the amount of students that that's going to impact. And when we know um, that our little bodies uh, sometimes can get tired during some of those assessments. So within that process, we are looking to vet that, um, that the time is not overly exorbitant to the student and the teacher, um, and that we are able to use uh, the rich data to help inform and drive instruction also. And so there are six areas that have to be assessed 
um, within the universal screener. It does state that that is all students. Um, we will learn uh, as we develop our plan how um, some students may be able to be exempt from that. For example, English language learners or individuals who um, may have already been identified through Article 7. Um, but beyond that, all students will need to be assessed. Um, but those times can take, uh, or when those assessment periods are determined to be, is dependent upon the school corporation. For example, first and second grade, we may look at windows setting in October or November. And then, for example, kindergarten, we may look for that to be much later into um, March or April so that that development can occur. Um, the state has determined the assessments that do meet the criteria for um, the universal level one and level two screeners. Um, and so that we look for that to go before the board um, for its first read, hopefully in June for five of the six. We're finding that um, an encoding um, assessment is a little bit more challenging to nail down for Seymour schools, but we will most certainly be getting that as well. Um, and so to understand the difference between the universal and the level one screener, um, again, the universal is for all students, and then any student who would be identified to be at risk um, or maybe is showing a numerical consistency to um, towards a characteristic of dyslexia, then that would then go back to the team um, and we would uh, seek permission from the parent to administer a level one screener for that student. Um, but it can definitely, that will uh, impact our RTI plans through, um, through next year and as this law is implemented. Now, when we talk about screening and the different levels of screeners, the goal is to sort of laser target to get down to those students most in need of an intervention. Is that right? Yes, thank you for that clarification. Yes, definitely it is um, to provide um, intervention and, and target for those students who are deemed highly at risk. Those are the students that we would be identifying through those screeners. And what's tricky about this law is schools are not equipped to perform or to give a diagnosis. So we are looking for, um, lack of a better term, all of the characteristics are present and so then we are going to uh, intervene. And Seymour, one of the things that we did to be proactive and start to look for interventions that might be most helpful, we've been investigating Orton-Gillingham as uh, a possible tool that we may use to help uh, students. Is there anything that you would like to add about how we've gone about investigating Orton-Gillingham? Yes, um, we were able to take a team of seven teachers um, into, uh, we went down to the metropolis of, of Borden, Indiana, and uh, we were able to receive instruction there. Um, and those individuals uh, who were able to participate in that uh, found the training to be uh, very favorable and very helpful um, in even in improving their own personal practice in instruction. Um, but the law does state that uh, in order to provide an intervention, that it must be um, explicit instructions in reading, which 
Orton Gillingham or OG um, does do. And uh, in addition to that, it must be a multi-sensory um, intervention program. And so as we think about that multi-sensory, we're, we're not just using our ears or our eyes. We're making sure that we're, um, we're incorporating multiple facets within that. Well, this initiative is not something that just Seymour Schools is working on. This is something that all schools across our state are coming to terms with. I think it's important that you understand that this is not a funded mandate, that Seymour Schools is taking action and steps and um, using funds to support the initiative, um, making sure that we are providing the best possible service for our students. So you'll be hearing more about this. And if you have any questions or you want further information, Kate Dubois will be your contact on that. So thank you, Kate, for joining us and providing a little initial information. And we will be bringing you more as it develops. Thank you. I look forward to working with everyone. Well, that's going to wrap up our Owl360 podcast for this year. We've had a lot of fun in the School of Greatness and getting started on our podcast. So stay tuned this summer. We're going to have some more neat stuff to listen to and to learn about. But also we're going to be uh, checking out some really cool things. So thank you all for joining us this year, and we will see you next year. Remember, this is the School of Greatness, always in session at Seymour Community Schools.